Hi, I'm Thomas Ryan. This is Chino and the Hills. Uh, thanks for joining us for today's episode. Today, I have a very special guest, David Harrison with Pause for Success. David, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. We, uh, we're honored to be a part of your show. Absolutely. Appreciate it very much. Um, well, without further ado, why don't you uh, introduce us a little bit, kind of wh where you grew up uh, your, and your journey uh, towards coming to the Chino Chino Hills neighborhood. Okay. Well, you know what? I actually grew up in Torrance, California, so about 45 minutes uh, west of Chino Hills. Um, I was employed uh, with the LA County Sheriff's Department, retired in 2017, and that really started our journey towards um, um, founding Pause for Success and the great work that all of our volunteers do together here in Chino Hills. Um, one of our board members lives in Chino Hills, and that's what brought us to uh, this fabulous city and this great community. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Pause for Success in general. What what is what what is what do you guys do? Pause for Success focuses on um, enhancing the lives of others with disabilities um, through the use of service dogs. So what we do is we pair them up with dogs that we train um, to help them with their everyday tasks and to give them um, a little bit more independence in their lives. So um, whether it be mobility assistance or psychiatric support, autism support, um, we offer uh, those services to people in the community. Got it. Now, going back a little bit to your, your um, career in the uh, sheriff department, did you work with canines in the, in the department? I did not. I uh, had access to those units and, you know, they're an instrumental tool in what we did. Um, and nowadays, you know, canines in the police departments don't just apprehend uh, criminals, but they um, are support to the uh, peers in the department, as well as the victims of crimes. And, you know, that's, it's amazing how these dogs are so versatile. Interesting. Um, so what, what was, tell us a little more about the inspiration between us or behind starting uh, Pause for Success. You know what, um, we had a passion for dogs. Uh, we started with a detection business um, using dogs to find explosives, narcotics, and firearms. Um, but we thought, you know what, the dogs can do so much more. Um, we had some people that kind of approached us and asked us like, hey, how do we, you know, dogs are, are amazing. They can do all these great things. How do we take it upon ourselves to train dogs to help our, our children, our loved ones, um, you know, because Service dogs are expensive. They cost anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $35,000. And there's a lot of people that don't have access to service dogs because they don't have financial means. Um, you know, and so they were like, hey, how do I do this myself? And so we thought, you know what? We have the ability to help people. Why don't we just switch gears a little bit? It's, it's a passion of ours. We have um, people, you know, that surround us and, and are helping us. Let's get all these resources together to do more for people. There's, we shouldn't be limited um, by our financial, you know, status. Yeah. A number of these people I imagine are, are, are burdened by additional, um, medical costs and stuff like that. So this is just one, one more, um, high dollar item to, to tack onto that. Yeah. And, and you know what, it's, it's opened the door to so many other things. Pause for success really started with a focus on training dogs and, you know, pairing them up with people, but it's within the last year. So we've only been open since just before um, COVID started. Perfect timing. Um, yeah. It was like, Hey, what do you, what do you want to do with it? You know, your savings. Oh, let's start a nonprofit during COVID. There you that's, go. that's a quick way to, 
to get through that. Um, but you know, we've been, we've been blessed. We haven't skipped a beat. We haven't, um, closed our doors. We continue to, to build our community, um, with the community support. Uh, a lot of our clients came to us and had access to us more than just once a week because, you know, their family members, their children, the schools were closed. Those resources were closed. And those individuals needed that stability. They needed that outlet. So, you know, by us being open, they had services available to them. Very cool. So kind of tell us about those services and how the program works all together. You know, if I'm a family interested in um, a service dog individual um, or just kind of how does it start from the beginning and, and throughout the process? You know, so we found that, you know, everybody's got to have skin in the game. You've got to be invested in our, in the program. So what we like to do is, you know, hey, if you're interested in a service dog, come down, um, meet with us, volunteer with us, get involved. We want to see that, you know what, you understand the responsibility that comes with having a service dog. Service dog isn't an end all to everything. It's a tool to help you to get through life just a little bit easier, to give you that companionship, to give you the power to control things that maybe you don't, can't face by yourself. Um, we haven't come down, we haven't volunteered, we haven't seen what it, it takes and the work that's involved. And then we pair them with a dog. Typically we find dogs from local rescues or shelters. Okay. Um, so we're giving a second, you know, we're renewing the life of a dog, um, giving them a purpose. And then we're also creating a, a, a great bond because that dog understands, hey, I went from a situation that was less than desirable to a home and a person that loves me. Like, this is my person. Um, you know, then we teach the person. We give them the tools to train that dog with our guidance so that, you know, it teaches them one responsibility and two, um, it teaches them that they can accomplish great things. You know, and, and I learned that when my kids were younger, I wanted them to learn confidence. So we put them in horseback riding lessons. If they, my philosophy or my thought process was, if you can control a thousand pound animal, you can control anything, you know? <laughs> and it seemed to work. Um, and so we've kind of implemented that in, in our program here. We found that it, it's amazing. You know, the, the people that are in our, our program, um, they're no longer concerned about just them and their problems. Their problems aren't as big as the dogs. You know, you hear him, hey, Dave, you know what? I'm up at seven o'clock in the morning when there was, I didn't have a reason to get out of bed. But you know what? I get up because little Fufu needs to go for a walk. Little Fufu needs to go uh, to the restroom. They need to eat. We need to train. We need to do this. We need to do that. It's getting them out of the community, out into the community also. You know, we've got um, a veteran that's got PTSD. And one of the things he told me is PTSD is probably one of the loneliest feelings that he's ever ever felt he doesn't want to go out because he doesn't think people understand him he thinks he's got a banner on his forehead which labels him and everybody's looking at him he says i'm just really really lonely and my apartment is so small and so cold now he goes for hikes he says everybody in my apartment complex knows my dog and knows me everybody says hi it gives me a reason to connect two weeks ago we went to um uh, a community event in Burbank and I took him and his dog with us. He had a blast and he says, you know what? The dog is what, what did this. The dog's what made me come out. Dog is what drove, like spurred me to talk to the people out in the community. He goes, it's much easier to talk about my dog than it is to talk about myself. I don't like talking about myself. It, it takes me to a very dark place. He goes, but you know what? Like this has 
given me a reason to come out. It, it's really helped me. He says, I can't wait for the next one. Very cool. So, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how, how long does the, the typical process take, right? Like we, you know, you introduce um, to a dog and kind of get the training going and stuff like that. Um, how, how long's the training process? Service dogs aren't just, uh, you know, click of a switch and, and they're, they're skipping down the street and doing all sorts of uh, great things. It could take anywhere from a year to two years to really finish a dog, you know, but even at that training doesn't end. We tell people, Hey, training is every single day. You, you have to, to refine your skills. You have to communicate with the dog. You've got to learn, you know, you really have to learn each other. Um, if you've ever worked in a close environment with somebody else, you know, you really aren't a well-oiled machine until you can start thinking for each other and finishing each other's sentences and, and knowing how the other person works. And, you know, really when that person, you know, cuts to the right, you're, you're, you're right there with them, not because you told each other, but because you're, you're working in unison of each other. And so, you know, we've really got to get past that, uh, that bonding process and build a rapport so that they can start to, to function clearly. And just like any other relationship, it's about having clear, um, solid communication. Keep it simple. Got it. Now the dogs you're using, you said you're, you're um, rescuing uh, most or if not all, um, does it depend on, does it matter the age that the dogs are, the breed, um, or, or is it kind of just, it just all situational? So it, it depends on what task you want them to do. Um, let's say you want a mobility assistance dog. Well, a Chihuahua, as great as they may be, probably isn't your best option. It's not going to get you very far. Um, you know, a, if you have um, anxiety and you need a, a service dog, um, a dog that is high strung and, you know, spins around the, the, the room all day long is probably not your best option either. So we really have to look at what, you know, requirements you need from the dog and what tasks we want. And then we look at breed because certain breeds are better suited for certain jobs, like anything else. Um, but we don't necessarily say, hey, we're only going to take this breed or that breed. Um, and then as far as age, we would prefer a younger dog. I, I think uh, something maybe around, you know, a year is probably best to start, kind of get past that puppy phase. Yeah. But doesn't, you know, we don't accept puppies right now. We have, I believe, three puppies in our program. Um, you know, you just deal with that puppy stage just a bit. Uh, but we, we typically don't like to get older dogs just because we want to have a dog that's going to be with a person for as long as possible. You know, once they get their dog, that's not just a tool. That's their family member. And, and we'd like for them to have the dog as long as possible. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, tell, I was reading on your website. Tell us about some of the other, um, I guess, uh, events or um, just like weekly things that you have going on, like the the pause for reading, um, the little hikes and walks that you guys do. Kind of tell us about those that are kind of in conjunction with with the program. Sure. Um, with COVID, our, our reading program kind of took a halt and we had started back up. Right um, but um, we, we currently do uh, what we call possum walkers. And uh, Wednesday nights, we meet at our facility in Chino Hills, right down the street from City Hall. Uh, we, we walk up English Road over the hill and we go to English Springs Park, sit by the, uh, the lake for a couple minutes, take a break, and then walk back. Um, starts around 6, get back around 7.15. And then we have another event on Wednesday evenings called the Smoke Pit. Smoke Pit is 
typically in an area of a, a base that'll be overseas where servicemen and women collect or, or gather um, just to kind of relax, um, have a place where they can be themselves and, and you know, congregate. So we have a smoke pit at our facility um, and it gives veterans an opportunity to, to gather and be around people that understand the situations that they've gone through. Uh, we found that typically, um, you know, veterans and, and people with PTSD don't really want to associate in large crowds or large gatherings. And this gives them an intimate place where they don't have to sit there and necessarily talk about their feelings. It just gives them a place to be around people that they understand. Uh, started with veterans and, and they kind of said, hey, you know what? Why don't we open the door to law enforcement? Law enforcement, it it's goes through many of the same things that we do and people don't talk about you know that hey there's people out there that have PTSD from from being in law enforcement you know they need it just as much as veterans they need those services they need to start the conversation also and then it opened up to all first responders because of COVID and you know you you have firemen you have paramedics you've got nurses and doctors that are that are dealing with the same stresses every day give them a place to to gather and ultimately, it's opened up to anybody and everybody. We'll, we'll never turn a person down. Um, so when our, our walkers get back, they have an opportunity um, um, to have dinner with us. And we host that. And, you know, it, it's amazing. We've got uh, members of the community that, that show up and they bring their dogs and walk with us. We've got our volunteers that show up. We've got uh, our clients and their family members. And, you know, it gives some of our clients an opportunity to interact with the community. Uh, we have parents that say, hey, Dave, you know what? I don't go out very often with my kid because they're stared at, because people whisper, because they make noises, you know, because you can tell that they're looking at our family and it's very uncomfortable. In this environment, everybody knows what they're walking into. You know, everybody is accepted mm -hmm. and it, it's become more than just a group of people walking. It's become a community. And if, you, if you're on our facility, they will correct me. No, we're not a community or a family here. And, and that's what we're trying to build. So we're trying to build a group of people that are there for each other, you know, clients that are there for each other and understand what they're going through, parents that are there for each other that, and understand what they're going through. Um, you know, we're trying to open our doors to other resources. Um, on Saturday, we've got a yoga instructor that's coming in, you know, because dogs are just one aspect of this. Mental health is a, a huge issue. And, you know, everybody needs some type of release. And if we can bring somebody in that possibly can give you another avenue, great. We've got a boxing instructor that, that's going to come in um, and, and work with kids with disabilities and, and start a program there. So, you know, we're, we're really trying to branch out and offer more services, um, but still get involved within the community and, and stay true to our mission. Got it. Speaking of involvement in the community, I want to get to... Um you know, you're a big event this weekend. But before that, I just want to talk because we've, we've talked about veterans and then children. What's like, who are your clients, right? Or who are the people that you're working with? Because, you know, someone might think, oh, well, I'm not a veteran. Maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I'm not a child. Maybe this isn't for me. What is it? You know, everybody, is that just kind of the avenues that you've come across or kind of explain that just to uh, clarify that for our listener. We, we focus on children and veterans, but we have clients that are from all walks of life. We don't just service veterans and we just don't service children, um, but they obviously have a close you know, spot in our heart. Um, and we focus on veterans and children, but 
we will we will talk to anybody you know biggest thing that i've learned is that people that need our services just want to know that there's somebody out there that cares you know first time i sat down with a veteran that had ptsd um he was very honest with me and he said you know dave i've tried all sorts of different avenues um all sorts of different um medications and you know therapies and i'm at the end of my rope and if you can't help me i don't know where i'm going to be or if i'll be here in a year and at the end of our conversation he said you know what just knowing that there are people here that never knew me before but cared enough to open their door to me i have hope and i know that i will be here in one week to meet you the next time so you know i will never turn our door to somebody that that really wants to put in the time and the effort i won't do the work for anybody but I will, I will help people. And so will our staff. I like it. I like it. So now tell us, uh, tell us about the, your bit, your big event this weekend coming up, um, where it's at kind of what, what to expect and, and all that good stuff. Sure. So, um, we're actually going to have an open house, uh, this Saturday, June 12th from one to six, uh, from about one to two 30, it's going to be a meet and greet. You get to come out, um, see some of our, our service dogs. We'll have um, one of our detection dogs out there to show you how they work and operate and it's really fun you get to hide stuff and, and you know see where how the dog performs um, find out about our programs we'll also have vendors we'll have some um, some food booths out there we'll have a raffle we're also going to announce um, our essay contest winner um, three weeks ago we put out to college students and high school students that you know hey we want to start a a conversation about mental health how do we as a community get behind people with mental health start to end the stigma and and make people um see that it's okay and that there's resources out there so you know what we've had amazing um support from the community and and the youth and they've got behind us we actually had um an entry from sri lanka so that's that's pretty amazing wow um yeah and so you know we want to keep that momentum um at 2.30, we're going to have a panel of speakers that are come, going to come out. We've got two veterans that um, have PTSD. They're going to talk about their experiences, um, what it feels like to have PTSD, um, what it feels like to deal with people when you have PTSD, and then um, some of the things that they've, they've done that have helped them and where they are currently in their lives. We're going to have some healthcare professionals out there talking about the healthcare system, um, some services that are out there and really just an, an open conversation, an honest conversation about um, mental health. Um, we've paired up with Mental Status Clothing. They're a uh, clothing company in Covina and it was started by a psychiatric nurse who said, you know what, Dave, we've got to be honest. You know, there's kids out there that are, that are dealing with some really, really messed up things and they don't know where to turn. They feel like they're alone. So he came up with a clothing company that, you know, puts, puts things out there that, that to you or I, you know, oh, hey, that's cool. But somebody that's really dealing with somebody, that's a message to them. Hey, you're not alone. Um, so, you know, we feel that they're a perfect match for us. And we came up with this idea to, to have an open discussion in an open forum. Let's start the conversation. You know, and since then, we've had support from uh, Illumination Institute in Orange County, and they're they're a nonprofit that goes around to different schools and deals with high school students and talks about mental health and suicide prevention and giving kids resources and an outlet to um, talk to people. You know, we've got 
uh, Resurgence Behavioral Health, which is a uh, rehabilitation center, and and they're working with you know veterans and people that are dealing with uh, uh, substance abuse, and and they're going to be out there and talking about hey, how does mental health fit into you know what they're doing and and how they're they're trying to help people. You know, we've got uh, Cuff and Clothing that's out there as a big supporter. You know, it's it's getting these people out there to talk about this and just start the conversation and make something bigger. Chino Hills is a great community to start. You know, you walk around and there's everybody's friendly, everybody's out there, you know. English English Road is is a main thoroughfare for all those runners and and walkers and bike riders and people with their dogs, you know. Yep. Um, it's it's a perfect place to start. Most definitely. Now we started this by saying, you know, you started just at the beginning of COVID and, you know, theoretically it could couldn't be a worse time to start something like this however if you look at it from you know a different point of view right as i'm sure you've noticed um you know the mental health aspect of of staying quarantined sequestered away from friends family for quite quite a bit of time has has taken a toll on a number of people so these resources couldn't be more timely and it sounds right. like you're going to have a ton of resources out out there um you know both saturday at the open house and um you know, and beyond. So that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Right. You know, and I think the biggest thing is you have to put one foot in front of the other in order to get change in order to, to make progress. And, you know, the biggest thing that I can say is if this is appeals to you on one level or the other, but you're apprehensive about showing up, the biggest hurdle is going to be putting one foot in front of the other, getting in the car and coming down, walk on the property, and and just trust that you're there for a reason you know come find me if you need somebody to talk to there are going to be a lot of people there you know we'll have misfire.bet there and they deal with the family members of veterans and you know what they're there to talk no matter whether you're a veteran or not they have resources and they're there to help they're there to help you awesome Awesome. Um, how can people best get in contact with you, whether it's social media, email, phone, what, what's the best way to get, get in contact with you guys? So um, go to our website. We've got um, our email on there. We've got a direct link on there. Uh, we've got our office number on there. Call, text, write, you know, reach out to us. We will get back here. Um, and probably the email, the email, or I'm sorry, the, what the website is. Yes. So, if you go to www.pauseforsuccess.org and it's the number four, um, we'll have our, our number and we'll have our email on there. If you're going to um, email us, just please um, give us a phone number that we can call you back on because sometimes we respond and it goes to your spam and, and, and you think that we never responded to you. Uh, but we, we try and make an effort to always get back to people. Got it. And your location? 3141 English Road in Chino Hills, California. Um, obviously we keep um, kind of flexible hours to accommodate our clients. So we ask that, you know, hey, contact us first if you wanna make an appointment to come down just to make sure that we're there. Um, and, you know, we hope to see everybody that we can out there. If you can't make it, you know what, still go on our, our uh, social media, um, pause for success, like us, share our information, you know, because you don't know who that's going to reach and who really needs that, that extra push to, you know, get them through what they're going through. Most definitely. Uh, is there anything we uh, missed? I should have asked you um, that, that you wanted to, to touch base on before we say goodbye. 
no, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get out there and be part of the community uh, more. So, you know, if, if there's any way that we can um, help you guys or be part of something um, bigger, let us know. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we must definitely be linking all of your contact info in, in these videos and all that good stuff. So feel free to reach out to them again. Um, remind us of the event this weekend, times and, and date. Yeah. So it's going to be Saturday, June 12th, um, one o'clock to 6 PM. Our open forum is going to start at two 30 and run to about four 30, um, five o'clock. We also have uh, yoga that's starting at nine o'clock in the morning, um, right there on our site. Um, it's called yoga at, at the ranch. Um, you can find information on that, um, on our, uh, website also www.pauseforsuccess.org. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today, David. Um, a lot of really great, important for information and even an avenue to, to, as I said before, some, some awesome resources for, for some people out there. So thanks for joining us today. Oh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks to you for listening and watching in. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to jump on the website uh, and get a hold of David and his team. Um, thanks again. Have a good day. Bye. Hi, Thomas here. Thanks so much for listening in. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the channel. Also, if you have a suggestion for another person we should interview, or you would like to be interviewed, please be sure to send us a DM on our Instagram at Chino and the Hills. Thanks. Bye.